Hello and welcome to a rather special Big Finish podcast. I'm Nick Briggs. That's not the special bit. The special bit is that we're getting closer and closer to Christmas, so we thought a couple of early Christmas presents might be in order. Uh, We have two totally free slices of prime Big Finish full cast audio plum pudding for you today. Not sure that analogy works, but it's Christmassy and surely that's all that counts, isn't it? Anyway, later on you can feast your ears um, on the first part of December's Doctor Who main range release, 1001 Nights, starring Peter Davison as the fifth incarnation of the Doctor and Sarah Sutton as companion Nissa. More on that story later. First up, it's Stargate, starring Michael Shanks and Claudia Black. I know! And if you haven't ever listened to the Big Finish Stargate productions, here's your chance to start. Then have a look at bigfinish.com to find out what other Stargate releases there are. There are quite a few. If you are already an ardent Big Finish Stargate follower, then this is your chance to catch a sizable taster of the latest instalment. It's called Excision, and this is what it's all about. A visit to Vala's friend, Kito, turns into a family reunion when she and Daniel are abducted by Vala's former associate, Zoda, and the crew of his ship, the Capital Venture. Zoda has discovered a vast construct in space and plans to strip it of any assets it may contain, but he needs Daniel and Vala's expertise to complete the mission safely. Unfortunately, the group is about to stumble upon a secret, which someone is murderously keen to keep quiet. Oh yes. That's my son screaming in the background. I don't know whether you can hear that. Join me straight after Stargate for Doctor Who 1001 Nights and some important, no, essential news about free subscriber specials and Christmas podcasts. out there. Stop griping, it's not that bad. Not that bad? Not that bad? (sighs) Daniel, we've just walked through a blizzard. I've got frostbite. Have I got frostbite? Look at my nose. Look at my nose. You're fine. Come on, don't be a baby. We're out there for a minute, two at the most. (sighs) Which would be alright if we could just get inside and warm up, not stand around freezing in this airlock. Heatlock. Like an airlock. Yes, Daniel, for... I know what it is. I'm gonna kill Keto, I swear. Why didn't he warn us this base was on a glacier? He said he'd found something buried in the ice. I thought the word ice would have given you a clue. Anyway, you were the one who badgered me into this. Oh, all right. I admit it, I might have let my enthusiasm get the better of me. A bit. But you heard what Keto said. There's a ZPM on this. This horrible little ice ball. He said it might be a ZPM. And I told you, the chances of a working ZPM being buried out here were about a billion to one. And yet here you are. I had to be sure. 
Is he going to open this inner door anytime soon? He'd better. And he'd better have soup or something, too. Not even a ZPM is worth being this cold. There's a comms panel here. Keto! It's us. We're still in the heat lock. What's the problem? Maybe he's just making sure. Of what? Uh, of us. There might be other interested parties. Oh, great. Vala, if this is a setup. Keto wouldn't set me up. Us up. Think of what he's done for us. If it wasn't for him, you'd still be a clone. Excuse me? You know what I mean. Anyway, he wouldn't dare. Keto! Open this door before we freeze to death! Oh, I'm starting not to like this. You know, now that you mention it, he was very insistent that we come out here as quickly as possible, wasn't he? He wouldn't even let us wait until the others got back. Um... You don't think it's at all possible I've made rather an awful mistake. Let's get the hell out of here. Wonderful. Back into the snow. Yay! I'll buy you some soup as soon as we get back. I've lost my appetite. Just open the door. Uh, okay. Slight problem. Let me try. Come on, come on. You're not doing it right. Access denied. What do you mean, access denied? Open up, you stupid machine! Won't open. So we're locked in. Yes, we are. In this very, very small chamber. Is this a bad time to remind you I'm claustrophobic? Bella, quit playing around. You open more locked doors than anyone I... Uh, well, than anyone. An old heat lock shouldn't give you any trouble. True, but normally... I'm a little more prepared. When have you ever not been prepared to get into someone else's property? Daniel, I'm hurt. I really am. Just for that, I should... Hey, was that the inner lock? Keto, you little... Wellen? Hello, lovers. Pleasant dreams. Zoder, it's Wellen. We have guests. Nice work. Were there any problems? Of course not. They walked in like beasts to the butcher. Oh no. Ow! Ow! My head! Oh, those damn sack guns. Daniel? Daniel! Perfect. Wake up, will you? We're in trouble. When are we not? Trust me, this is worse than normal. Oh, damn, that hurts. Hey, what is this? Handcuffs? Maglock security restraints. Wellen must have put them on us while we were unconscious. Well, is there any way to get them off? Trust me, when I tell you from experience, no, there isn't. Oh, great. And just in case your spirits weren't quite low enough, I think we're aboard Perrin Zoda's ship. The Capital Venture? Mm-hmm. You know, I was starting to think the same thing. What gave it away? The rust or the smell? <gasps> no, don't answer that. Just lie down and close your eyes. Uh, why? Quickly, pretend you're still out. See, Keto, quite safe. Hardly a scratch on them. They're unconscious? 
Well, of course they are. We couldn't exactly drag them aboard screaming and struggling, could we? Zoder, darling, you know I would have preferred that. Well, the screaming part, anyway. <laughs> Not this time, I'm afraid. This merchandise is worth far more undamaged. Oh, you're no fun. Anyway, they're not damaged. They're both already awake. I bet they've been listening to us since we came in. Haven't you, Vala? You're right, Willem. I have... <sighs> in fact, while I have been lying here, I have been playing a game. It's called Who Shall I Strangle First? An old favourite of mine. Who won? I'm going to be starting with Keto for selling us out. It wasn't like that. And then, whoever strip-searched me while I was unconscious and put maglocks on us. Guilty, I'm afraid. That's settled, then. Keto, then Wellen, then you too, Zoda, just on general principle. Now, if you'll be so kind as to take these restraints off... I think the restraints should stay where they are for the moment. Spoil sport. Besides, Zoda's got some really important business to discuss with you. And having to subdue you again, while it would be fun would just make us late. And what makes you think I'd want to listen to anything you have to say? We've got guns. You haven't. Fair point. We're nearing the breakout point. Zoder, would you join me outside for a moment? You know I can't refuse you. Keto, please entertain our guests and remind them what will happen if they try anything untoward. I'll be back before you know it. Later, lovers. This stupid plan of yours is taking too long. Well, and trust me, this is going to work. I'm not so sure. Vala and Keto, we can twist like wire. But that towery bone thief is going to be trouble, I know it. We've got one chance at this, soda, And I warn you, if we leave Delta Mavenis empty-handed, you'll not have me in your bed or at your back. Not anymore. The Alliance can bleed you for all I care. Oh, yes? And how far do you think you'll make it on your own? Remember... We're both marked. Your blood's just as sweet to them as mine. So you'd better convince Jackson to join the game, hadn't you? And quickly. We're running out of time. Vala, I can't apologize enough about this. You're absolutely right. You can't. Keto, I trusted you. <laughs> See, that's one of the things I love about you. Your ability to say things like that and still keep from laughing out loud. Let's face it, Bella, we should have known the ZPM was bait all along. Be fair, it was a very good story. An ancient artifact of sizable financial worth. Pushed all the right buttons, didn't it? You're still top of my strangulation list, you know. This isn't helping you slip any further down. Look, I have to send you that message. Wellen was quite clear that I'd have a very nasty accident if I didn't get you involved. Really? Yes, really. She told me I'd accidentally choked to death on my own liver. And coming from her, that's a very persuasive argument. So, after all we've been through, you were ready to sell me out as soon as Wellen got nasty? I haven't sold anyone out. Zoda... Sorry for the delay. Wellen gets so anxious at times like these. Look, enough games, Zoda. Tell them what you told me. Yes, Zoda. What are you playing at? You were paid for your part in the bar operation, and paid well. And I thought we'd agreed not to trouble each other again after it was over. If only life were so simple. It is simple. We blew up the cloning plant, you got paid, bye-bye. See? Simple. Not according to the Lucian Alliance. Our association with you conferred a little of your, uh, special status onto us, you see. In fact, Wellen and I have become noticeably less popular in these parts since that escapade of yours... Which is quite a feat, really. All very well for you, Keto. You have a mountain of scrap to borrow under. So what's the deal, Zoder? Some kind of revenge attack for making your life more difficult? Nothing so crude. 
It really wouldn't be in my interest to harm either of you right now. In fact, there is a Lucian Alliance second who has specifically requested that you both be delivered into his care, alive and intact. So that's what this is about? You're going to feed us to the Alliance to save your own festering skin? I'm almost impressed. Thank you. However, you'll be happy to learn that there is an alternative. What kind of alternative? Uh, the kind where you don't get eviscerated by an Alliance second? I think what he meant was, what would we need to do for you not to hand us over? Of course. Well, it's really very simple. Wellen and I recently encountered a quite exceptional business opportunity, and we are in need of a team to help us exploit it. A team? Sorry, are, are you seriously suggesting that we work with you? I am suggesting... Dr. Jackson, that your choices are rather limited right now. You can either accept my offer of employment, in which case we all have the chance of becoming very wealthy indeed, or you can be sold to the Lucian Alliance, at which point I become wealthy and you become dead. Well, since you put it like that, tell us more about this job offer. Vala! Just shut up, Daniel. Zoda? At this stage, it's easier to show you rather than tell you. So if you'd like to follow me up to the bridge, we can be there when the Venture leaves hyperspace. If you insist. What about the restraints? Let's leave those on for the moment, shall we? You or Dr. Jackson might be tempted to try to overpower me otherwise, and the last person who did that lost an ear. Uh, it wasn't an ear, Soda. You're right, it was a head. Honestly, my memory these days... And here we are. As you can see, I've made a few modifications to the venture over the years. You're not kidding. Never seen so many sensor feeds. I always like to know who might be close by. Wellen, what's our progress? We're almost at the breakout point. Weapons and shields are live. Shields? Merely a precautionary measure. We left a few sensor drones behind us last time, and they've all been undisturbed until now. I don't think we'll run into anything untoward, but it never hurts to keep a few extra eyes open. So where are we headed? Delta Mavenis. Never heard of it. That's not surprising. There's no one there. No colonies, no Stargate. Mavenis is a flare star, which makes its planet somewhat inhospitable. We only found it by chance. Hold on. Uh, what kind of business can you do in an empty star system with an unstable sun? You're a curious one, aren't you, Daniel? Inquisitive. One might almost say, probing. I do like that. Keep your eyes on the road, Wellen. Believe me, Vala, you're almost at the end of yours. In fact, here we go! And that, my friends, is what we found. My god, what the hell is that? Is that... is that some kind of asteroid? No, asteroids aren't that shape. That's a, that's a spaceship. That'd be ridiculous, Daniel. Just look at it. It's far too big. You could fit a battle fleet into that. It has to be an illusion. Soda, seriously, just how long is that thing? The scale of it tricks the eye, I'm afraid. I know it's hard to believe, but we took detailed scans the last time we were here. It really is as huge as you think. There are mountain ranges that are smaller. My god, that's... that's just amazing. Yes. But is there anything about it that you recognize? Me? Uh, uh, maybe? I, I don't know, I'm not sure. 
you see that assembly at the far end, those veins? That looks almost like Asgard technology. That's what I was thinking. But I'm, I'm not sure about this section here, that ring of towers, those blades. That's like nothing I've ever seen before. Uh, you're right. The surface structure is wrong for Asgard. It's too rough. And the scale of it, even the Asgard don't build that big. Zoder, what have you found here? All I can tell you is that it is very large, technologically advanced, and utterly abandoned. We intend, shall we say, to explore what possibilities it might offer us. You're going to ransack it? Assuming it contains anything worth ransacking, yes. At present, the Alliance has a bounty on our heads of 16 kilos of weapons-grade Naquida, or the cash equivalent. I intend for our explorations to net us a considerably greater sum. Really? As much as that? Vala, no! Oh, come on, Daniel. I'm still not happy about how we got into this, but Zoda might be right. That's a lot of money. I mean, just think what it could do for the SGC. Our noble fight against the Ori. Even if you're wrong about it being Asgard, if it's as advanced as Zoda says, then it might have, oh, I don't know, science stuff, gadgets. Wouldn't Sam be happy about that? She loves a good gadget. Valet, don't tell me you're seriously considering this. I, I'm, I'm not talking about some kind of moral high ground here either. This is, this is dangerous. That thing is as big as a moon. Now, Zoda says it's abandoned, but for how long? And what if the original owners want it back? If it is the Asgard, just how, how badly do we want to annoy them? <clears throat> People, if I might have a private word with Daniel for a moment. Hey! Hey! Uh. Daniel, listen to me. Remember what Keto said about Wellen threatening to choke him with his own liver? Trust me. She wasn't joking. But No, you do not know these people. I wish I didn't, but I do. So we say yes, please. We help them steal whatever they can lift from that thing, and we smile while we're doing it. Do you understand? You're not kidding, are you? I absolutely am not. <sighs> okay, then. Under protest. But at the first sign of trouble, we get the hell out of Dodge, right? Certainly. Whatever you say. I mean it. I love it when you're masterful. <sighs> so, I guess we're a team. Splendid. And so nice to know which of you controls the relationship. <laughs> so, now that we're all... Best friends forever. What's the plan? I think that depends very much on what we find when we get closer. Hmm. In that case, maybe I should run some scans on the way in. A nice, wide sensor sweep, just in case. In case of what? In case of anything, Daniel. If there's one thing I know, it's that you should never stop looking over your shoulder. That might be wise. As long as you promise not to break anything. Actually, there'd be less chance of that if we didn't have these restraints on our wrists. Oh, very well. I have the control here. Oh. About time. Um, Zoda, did you say you'd left sensor drones here? Of course. How many? Ten. Oh dear. Looks like some of them might have malfunctioned. Well, by some, of course I mean all. There's no returns from any of them. You sure? I know how to count to zero, Daniel. Well, that's not a good sign. Someone must have been here before us. Vala, have you detected any other vessels nearby? No. But, to be quite honest, I wouldn't trust this sensor network of yours to detect its own backside with both hands. It's telling me that there should be a moon in orbit around this planet when there plainly isn't. It's flashing up big red warnings about some kind of gravitational flux, whatever that might be. Seriously, Zoda, I think it's broken. Seeing as how you were the last one to use it. Oh, my mistake. It's fine now. We're within weapons range of the object, if anyone cares. Ours or theirs? What's that? Let's pick something up. Can you magnify that area? There, right at the far end of the main cylinder. 
closest to the planet. Yeah, that's it. That part of the cylinder is open at one end. We can fly the whole ship in there. Wellen, you heard the good doctor? I'll loop around as soon as we get past the end. Hold on to your innards. Oh, this is going to be fun. And in we go. That was Stargate Excision. Tempted? Go on. It's available to order now. Uh, by the way, I'm joined by my son, Ben. Hello, Ben. What are you doing? Oh, he doesn't want to speak. How marvellous. He's gone all shy. Okay, you've only my word that he's here then. So before we join Peter Davison and Sarah Sutton for Doctor Who, here are some important parish notices. Those of you who have subscribed to our Doctor Who monthly main range, oh, that's Ben now. Pardon. He obviously doesn't approve of the Doctor Who monthly main range. Uh, you'll already be getting 1001 Nights if your subscription includes the December 2012 release, of course. And if indeed it does, you will be entitled to our free subscriber special bonus story. As you may have heard, it's called Night of the Storm Crow. It stars Tom Baker as the fourth Doctor and Louise Jameson as Leela. It's written by Mark Platt and it's a whole heap of spooky and downright disturbing old fun. Of course, if you're a CD subscriber, you'll be sent the CD. Naturally, you're entitled to the I downloads as well. I don't what my picture's going to be. Oh, don't you? What is that? What colour is that? Uh, lots of colours mixed together. Yes. I'm making a picture, I am. That's very nice. It's very glittery. Because I'm using glittery paint. Oh, I see. Right. Fair enough. Um, where was I? I don't even know what I'm talking about now. Um, yes, the following information is for you and for our download-only subscribers. You'll find the download of Doctor Who Night of the Stormcrow in the subscriber bonus content box next to the main release. It's a greyish box with subscriber bonus content written in red across the top of it. You can't miss it. And this box of delights is also where we'll be depositing any other Christmas goodies that might be coming your way. I'll say no more. Bless you now. <laughs> Sorry, Ben. I'll say no more, except that subscribers get more at bigfinish.com. This is so slick, isn't it? Uh, just a quick reminder of our Christmas podcasts. Let's do some painting. You're doing some more painting? Yeah. Oh. Well... It is Christmas after all. <laughs> um, yes, uh, the podcast starts on Monday the 17th of December and they'll run all the way through until Friday the 21st of December. They will include a variety of guests and the first one... Oh, that's nice, Ben. And the first one on Monday will contain another free full cast audiobook bit... The rest will be packed full of the customary stroke, irritating banter you've come to love and hate. Okay, it's getting quite chaotic now. Uh, here we go. Time now for episode one of Doctor Who, 1001 Nights. Naturally, we're trying to tempt anyone who hasn't bought it to buy it. But this is also a chance for those of you out there who've already bought it to maybe entertain yourselves for half an hour over a lunch break, tea break, break. I can't even say break, supper break. Any break. 
before you get the CT, CD. Oh, it's going very badly. Um, a long time ago, two travellers came from far away. In the perfumed palace of an omnipotent sultan, a girl must tell stories to keep the man she cares about from a cruel and horrible death. Daddy, it's a crab hermit. It's a what? A crab hermit under a shell. A crab hermit? No, hermit under a shell. Yeah, a hermit crab. Yeah, a hermit crab. The Hermit Crab does not feature in episode one of 1001 Nights starring Peter Davison and Sarah Sutton, but um, I'll just give up reading that synopsis. And here it is. If I am destined to meet my end in their service, well then, I shall face my fate smiling. I still have my spells, remember? But will your magic be enough? We'll find out, won't we? Go, Nissa. The carpet is yours to fly now. Go! Go! Uh. Now let's see if I can remember this right. Rock monster, I command you! I command you to stop! <laughs> Carpet can save him. Carpet, unfurl! Uh, carpet, hear me! Fly, Carpet! Fly! And what happened next, girl? Well, I knew I had to get to the doctor, your highness. So, you flew over the ravine? Yes, yeah, sort of. On your magic carpet? It's not exactly a magic carpet, but close enough. Just like a little bird. If I hadn't, you see, the rock monster would... Well, it would have killed the doctor. Enough! It seems we have a hero in our dungeons. A slayer of demons, like in the tales we heard at our grandmother's knee. He rides a flying carpet and he knows no fear, yes? Please, honored Sultan. I was just trying to explain in words you'd understand. You think me stupid? No. Then you intended to deceive me. No. I told you my only purpose in coming here was to ask for you to release the doctor. Yes. This doctor, a common thief. He's no thief. He was just searching for something. If he doesn't find it soon, well, we'll all be in terrible danger. This man broke into my palace, not to steal, you say, 
but to stop demons from coming here. Demons, yes. Have my guards seen any demons, Nazar? No, your magnificence. <laughs> then, girl, this story of yours is the only evidence you can give me that your doctor is a demon slayer. I suppose. From another world. Your Highness. A world where carpets fly. I'm sorry, honored Sultan. I didn't mean to insult your intelligence. This city did not become great because its Sultan is ignorant. This may be how you convinced my guards to let you pass, but you should have thought better than to try to fool me. Your Excellency, my apologies. The guards thought her stories would amuse you. If I wanted amusement, I would have asked her to dance. You don't dance, do you, girl? No. No. Take it away, Nazar. Then call for the executioner. It's time we cut this thieving doctor down to size. As you command, oh, why, certain. Uh, executioner? No, you can't. Stone walls do not a prison make now. That looks big enough. Should just be able to squeeze through. Ah, not quite what I'd hoped for. And what is the meaning of this intrusion? Oh, terribly sorry. I didn't see you in the dark. Hello, I'm the doctor. If you are here to kill me, I warn you, I have a dozen guards outside. Uh, please, don't. I was just trying to liberate myself by breaking through the wall of my cell, only I seem to have ended up in yours. You came through the dungeons? Rather poorly designed dungeons, unfortunately. This should be a corridor. I'm rather good with corridors. You are a criminal, huh? God, help! There's a criminal here in my room, help! Uh, uh, please, there's really no need to raise this. I, I tell you what, why don't I just slip back the way I came? Hurry! A criminal! And here! Of course there's a criminal in your room, your highness. Your highness. That's why this door is locked. Now keep it down. <laughs> but you can't... Oh dear, you're not well. Here, let me help you. So disrespectful. You need to lie down. Come on, over to the bed. Thank you. A curious world, is it not? When criminals are kinder than those supposed to protect one from criminals. I'm not a criminal. I'm the doctor. A doctor? Yes. I asked for a doctor. I get so tired these days. Just try to rest. You'll be all right. The Sultan never rests. Hmm. A corner cell. That was my mistake. The corridor's behind this wall, I think. What was that about the Sultan? Getting old. Very, very old. Older but not wiser. He wouldn't listen to a word I said, just blocked his ears and had me thrown in here. Perhaps, Doctor, you should explain to him how you came to be here, and he might look more kindly on your intrusion. Anyone who condemns a sick man like you to this sort of squalor can't be reasoned with. I only hope Nissan... Squalor? There isn't a chamber to equal this on the whole Arabian Peninsula. They say that inveterate Seberite, the Caliph, has installed spies in the palace purely to send back secret drawings of this chamber for the Caliph's architects to copy. 
<laughs> well, at least you've not lost your sense of humor. I can well believe it, too. See the lining on the walls? Gold leaf with a turquoise inlay to catch the shimmer of the sun. The window you climbed through, Doctor, is almost as pretty as the view, don't you think? Window? Oh, you mean the hole I made in the wall? You are a physician, you say? Forgive me if I seemed a little confused when you arrived. My guards, they should have announced you. Ah, you think you're the Sultan, don't you? Why, yes, Doctor. Who else would I be? Please, Sultan, I'm telling the truth. Take her away, Nazar, lest her madness be infectious. Of course, Your Majesty. Guards, remove the female! You say you're not ignorant, Your Highness. Well, I say you are, and willfully so, for you choose not to listen. There are other worlds, and we travel between them. No, Sultan, let me slay her on the spot. Her blood shall water the roses in the palace garden. No. Wait. Guards, out! You, handmaidens, too. I would speak more with this creature. You too, Nassar. Leave me your sword for protection. Surely, Your Excellency cannot believe her lies. Don't tell me what I can and cannot do, Nassar, now. Out! No, Why did you send them away? What? Let them stay and have the secrets of the stars overheard by illiterate guards and fawning girls. <laughs> no. Now, you may approach the throne and relieve me of my ignorance. Or I shall use Nazar's sword to relieve you of your pretty head. You have been to other worlds, you say? Yes. And these demons you claim are coming here, they are from other worlds too. There's a beacon, a device which transmits a signal, like a mirror flashing from a mountaintop, hidden somewhere in this building. It belongs to a species called the Ganther. They were paid to come to this world and find something of great value. Whatever it was, they found it here in your palace, and they activated their beacon the moment they discovered it. Then these Ganther are the demons of which you speak? No, they're just muscle for hire, intergalactic thugs. They found whatever it was and cleared out. Their beacon is summoning whoever hired them, so they might retrieve it. Those are the demons. I see. So, which of my treasures are they coming for? Well, that's what the doctor was trying to find out. We don't know what it is or who is coming. I understand now why you made up a story about flying carpets. The Ganther only work for the worst kind of monsters. We need to find and deactivate that beacon. Then you and your palace will be out of danger. Please, Your Highness, this isn't a fairy tale. Very well. I believe you. Then you'll release the doctor? No, not yet. Why not? This beacon can wait. Demons may ride on the wings of night, but I doubt even they could cross the stars in a mere matter of hours. We have time. Besides, I want to hear more about these other worlds. About you and your doctor. We can tell you afterwards. Both of us. I'd prefer to be told now. And by you. Why? My guards were right. I do want amusement. 
You have heard of Shahrazad, who spent 1,001 nights telling stories to her sultan to save the life of another. 1,001 nights? I doubt I will keep you as long as that. This is preposterous. Preposterous or not, it's the only way to save your precious doctor. I shall stay his execution just so long as you keep me amused. And who knows, if I like your stories enough, I may even release the fellow. And if you don't? Then the doctor dies and you take his place in the dungeons. The doctor says you can tell a lot about a man by the way he treats his prisoners. It seems to me that a man like the doctor can be no stranger to a prison, sir. That's true enough. There was this one world we visited not long ago. No. I'm not playing your stupid game. Come, Nissa. Just one story. Then I'll release the doctor. And we can find this beacon of yours. I promise. How can I trust you? You can't afford not to. Now, tell me about this other world. Why did you go there? We didn't mean to. The TARDIS, our ship, it just took us there by accident. I'd never seen anywhere so desolate. It wasn't even a real world, just an asteroid in the middle of space. As far as it could be from life, or warmth, or hope. Showy. Oh. Nothing's too showy for the grand coronation of the High Hierophant of the Five Revealed Truths. Oh. We're not at the Celestial Basilica, are we? Apparently not. Then where are we? I'm not sure. Remote outpost, maybe? Or some kind of fortress? Not exactly busting with life. It's a prison, isn't it? I admit the 50-foot-high perimeter wall does tend to give that impression. I had enough of prisons on folly. Can we go? Did you hear that? Doctor, the coronation of the High Hierophant, remember? Perfumed rain falling from clouds sown with powdered diamonds. You wouldn't want to miss that. I've had the invitation for the last 300 years, Nissa. I can wait a little longer. Come on! It's all right, we're here. Doctor, the door. A logarithmic key combination. This might take a little time. Aha! Ah. You never were any good with logarithms. Here, let me try. I'll have you know, I was first in my class. There. Oh. Please, make it stop! What is this thing? An electric chair. High voltage passes through the conducting plates and electrocutes the occupant. Why would anyone make such a thing? Torture me, of course! How lucky you were, Nissa, to grow up in the civilized serenity of the Trakan Union. But there's a whole universe of horrors beyond. A force field? Surrounding the inner chamber. Please! It's going to kill me! There must be something we can do. Ah, interesting. You see the positrons rushing to resist my hand when I push against it? Doesn't that hurt? Yes, you try it. Uh, it's all right, I believe you. No, just do it, please. Uh, ah, 
You're right, it does hurt. Keep pushing hard as you can. See, the positrons are swarming to resist you now. I take it there's a reason I'm doing this? Uh, it's a fixed atom force field, designed to repel entry at a single point only. Your pushing there creates a weaker point elsewhere in the field. Weak enough for me to squeeze through! Done it! Can I stop now? Oh, sorry, yes. Good. Oh. Oh. Give me a moment to recover, then I'll let you both out. Uh, you can't, I'm afraid. The trick only works if both parties are on the same side of the force. <laughs> this fellow would never survive the process. So you're stuck inside the force field? Temporarily, which is why I need you to find out where it's being powered from and shut it down. I'll see if I can undo these restraints while you're gone. Uh, there's, a, there's a control room. It's below the ground. Two floors down. We're at door. I'll find it. Uh, I'll be back as soon as I can, Doctor. Uh, quick! Quick before it comes back! Just hold still. I need time releasing the manacles between successive... Shut up! Level minus two. Now, red door. Red door. I think I'll try that. Ah! Who are you? What are you uh, doing here? Let me go and I'll tell you. Oh, you'll tell me, all right. Head still uh, if you don't want the collar to choke you. What are you doing? I said head still. Uh, That's better. Get this thing off me. Careful, it doesn't do to tamper with the compliance uh, collar. A what? A compliance collar. It ensures you tell the truth. How exactly does it do that? By passing 10,000 volts through your brain so it detect a lie. Now, who are you and what are you doing here? My name's Nissa. I just arrived here with my friend the doctor. And where is this doctor? Upstairs. With the prisoner? The man you're torturing, yes. We're trying to free him. You what? He's in agony, screaming for his life. What you're doing is inhuman. You stupid! <laughs> Have you any idea what you've done? Come on! Oh, where are we going? To the control room. There's a communicator in there. You're wasting your time. You'll never talk the doctor into condoning torture. It's not him I want to talk to. This doctor friend of yours is in the cell with that thing. He's as good as dead. Not bad for a man with singed fingers. Must remember to thank dear old Harry Houdini for the lock-picking tips. Can you stand? I... I think so. We have to get out of here before... Yeah, before he comes back. I oh. know. Don't worry. Nissa will soon have that force field turned off. I'm the doctor, by the way. Doctor, can you hear me? Nissa, what's happening with the force field? Doctor, there's someone else here. It's him! I told you! Doctor, this is the warden speaking. The prisoner you're with is a dangerous criminal. Don't listen to him. Dangerous or not, nothing this man has done can justify such barbaric treatment. Ask him, Doctor. Ask that creature what he did. But be quick about it. You don't have much time. Oh, no. No! What's that noise? The execution protocol has been activated. The clock is ticking, creature. <laughs> execution? Warden, this is madness. I demand to see... Best not to hear what's about to happen. What do you mean, execution protocol? It's an automated failsafe designed for security breaches such as this. The force field surrounding that creature has begun to contract. In less than six minutes' time, it'll be smaller than he is. He'll be crushed to death. But the doctor's in there. You're right. That does make a difference. 
You're going to let him go? No, I, I was just pondering the physics. The added mass means death will come sooner. In four minutes, 56 seconds to be precise. But the doctor hasn't done anything. You're murdering an innocent man. Innocent? He tried to free a highly dangerous criminal. He interfered with due process. You can't just execute him. I've no choice. You know as well as I do that we can't risk that creature getting out. Why? Who is he? What's he done? You really don't know who the prisoner is, do you? No, I really don't know who the prisoner is, and neither does the doctor. Remarkable. The compliance collar hasn't shocked you. You're telling the truth. I find precious little to laugh at. So tell me, who is this dangerous villain? It's the Myaxa. Yes, girl, your friend's locked in there with one of the wickedest monsters in creation. Now do you see what you've done? Ow! That force field's getting closer. Hello, look! If I'm to be crushed my constituent atoms along with this man, can I at least ask why? He won't answer. He never does. Maybe someone else will. There must be other people here. Guards? No one. Only him and me. That's all. A prisoner at the edge of nowhere with only one prisoner and one jailer. How long have you been here? I... I, I don't know. He won't tell me. He just keeps on tormenting me, torturing me, telling me to confess. Confess to what? I don't know. He, he never tells me. Oh, Doctor, if only you knew the things he's done to me time and time again, over and over until... <laughs> until I die. Until what? Well, don't you see? This has happened before. I have died in this room time and time again, and I don't know why. He never tells me. Don't you understand? He calls me a monster, but he's the monster, not me. Three minutes, nine seconds now. Who is he, this Myaxa? He created an empire, the most serene Blight Star hegemony. An alliance such as the universe had never before witnessed. 10,000 worlds united in peace and prosperity. Well, how's that a crime? He destroyed it just like that. Plunged it into war. Thousands of once thriving planets are now just lifeless rock orbiting dead stars. So many worlds, so many dead. The legacy of the Myaxa. And it's your job to make sure he pays. I am the warden. He is the prisoner. He must be made to confess. He must be punished for his crimes. On whose authority? Who put you in charge here? I... I am the warden. I've always been in charge. You're trying to confuse me. You and your doctor, you're working for him, aren't you? He brought you here to help him escape. You know that's not true. What are you doing? Pausing the countdown. You can't do that. You must comply. Must I? There. Countdown paused at 1 minute 48 seconds. Collar, it must be faulty. Look, I'm innocent. The doctor is innocent. So what makes you sure your prisoner's not innocent too? The things he did. He has to remember them. He has to confess. He has to accept his share of the guilt. What do you mean, his share of the guilt? The force field. It stopped contracting. He's done that before. The warden. He likes to draw it out. Tell me, how is it you can remember being executed? Well, I, I don't know. Well, let's start with what you do know. What's your name? I don't know. Very well, the warden. What's his name? Uh, that I do know. He is called the Myaxa. The Myaxa. Oh, I'm so sorry. 
I'm so very sorry. Doctor, can you hear me? Doctor? I hear you, Nissa. Listen to me. The prisoner with me. Yes, I know. He's some kind of war criminal called the Myaxa. I'm afraid it's rather more complicated than that. The, the warden, is he still there? Warden? I'm here, Doctor. Then listen very carefully. The Myaxa was the ruler of a great empire, but the time of that empire was millennia ago, thousands of years in the past. Do you understand, Warden? Go on, Doctor. He ruled wisely and benignly, but there was a war. Started by him. Started by his own madness. The Myaxa belonged to a race of powerful psychics, but something unbalanced his mind. What it was, no one knows. But once started, it couldn't be stopped. It grew, and the Myaxa's insanity manifested itself in a very particular way. What way? He had a split personality, Nessa. Seriously split. Eventually one part of that mind, the same part, one, and managed to bring the war to an end. I... I remember. But it was weak and damaged, afraid of its darker side, scared of its own madness. These are fairy tales. So it hid itself away where it thought it would never be found, at the edge of the known universe. No. Because of the Myaxa's immense psychic powers, its separate personalities began to take on physical manifestations. Thought became flesh. So it built a prison to hold itself, to protect the rest of the universe from its own insanity. Prison? Yes! But something went wrong. The insane part became dominant again and retook control, imprisoning its other self, torturing it, killing it again and again and again, enraged that it alone had to bear the guilt for the crimes they had committed together. Lies! Lies! You are his accomplices! No! The doctor and the girl are innocent. He's telling the truth, and you know it. You are the Myaxa. I am the Myaxa. We are one and the same. We are the Myaxa. What are you doing? Restarting the countdown. You can't do that. You'll kill them. I know. Come with me. Uh, you're insane. You're sorry, doctor. You did not deserve to die for our crimes. I think things are about to get rather unpleasant in here. Push against the field, girl. What? I thought you wanted them dead. Anissa, uh, can we debate the niceties of this later? For now, do as the warden says and push! The field uh, is uh, weakening. Uh, Doctor, your hand. What about the prisoner? I won't leave an innocent man to die. He is not innocent. Uh, Doctor! I can't hold the field much longer. The warden's right, Doctor. Uh, Leave me. Take my hand. Come on. We can both make it. Oh, no. You don't. Stop. Stop. Oh, Doctor. Are you all right? I'm fine, yes. Warden, I insist the you warden. release... He must have slipped inside when you came out. They're both in there now. The Mayaxa must die. Farewell, Doctor. Farewell. That's horrible. Horrible. Why did he do it? The warden wasn't about to allow the prisoner to escape, even if it meant executing himself. What's happening? The matter in there. It's recombining, of course. The flesh made a cave, but the thought remains. What do you mean? The prisoner said he died before, again and again, but each time his psychic abilities enabled him to draw his constituent parts back together. But they died together this time. So they did. Which means 
We are the Maxa. We are together again. And not before time. Wait here, Doctor. I'll turn off the force field. No, we must not be freed. We must never be freed. We are your prisoners now. I won't be anyone's jailer, not even yours. No, you must leave us. Leave us to be punished. Doctor? I've always held you can tell a lot about a man by the way he treats his prisoners. I'll tell you what, my axer. This is what I'm going to do. Hello, old girl. Did you miss us? Come on, Nissa. Time to go. Perfume rain falling from clouds sown with powdered diamonds, remember? It doesn't feel right, Doctor, leaving the Myaxa here. He'll be free to go in time. Only if that psychic aggression filter you patched into the force field controls does its job properly. And what psychic aggression filter would that be, hmm? The one you told him would deactivate the field as soon as the hostility levels in his psyche fell below a certain point. There's no such thing, is there? No. I set the force field to deactivate itself automatically in three months' time, long enough to convince the Myaxa that he's been cured. You tricked him. If he thinks he's not a monster, chances are he won't behave like one. You hope. Without hope, we'd all be monsters. Come on. Incredible. Incredible? Not the story. The life your doctor leads. He goes somewhere new every day, like leading a hundred lives. You will tell me more about him. One story, you said, and then you'd release him. Just one more, please. I'm still not sure I can trust this doctor of yours. After all, he lied to that creature. For its own good? Didn't that story show you anything? The doctor's here to help. And he is helping. I feel better for hearing his adventures than I have in many, many years. Now, girl, tell me another story. Unless, that is, you finished with that silver tongue of yours, in which case, I can always have it removed. 